What? <laughs> what is this? What is this? <laughs> this is not our intro. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's let's cut it. <laughs> Let me send you the actual intro. <laughs> I I don't mind. Like we're recording. I don't mind keeping it. You want to keep it going? I don't know. Let's do it. All right. We all right. We'll we'll, <laughs> we'll do it off the cuff. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to Hunger for Hockey Talk, episode twenty-eight, folks. Uh, this is the first time that our own Johnny B, Jonathan Boron, is running the show. Yeah. Yeah, I'm running the show here, um, and that's why we had not our proper intro music. Yes. So, oh well. Which I will send to you <laughs> after this recording. Grant, uh, Grant set it off to Scotland soon, so uh, I'm going to take over for him, or try to take over him for him while he's gone. Um, but uh, today, uh, we're very excited to have Fred from... Um, Slewfoot Hockey Slewfoot, Show. Slewfoot Hockey Show uh, joining us today to talk Habs, um, which I'm super pumped about because I live and breathe Habs. So welcome, Fred. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. I, I appreciate it. Um, loving your show. So I, I, I really like how you're connecting with all of the other fans around the league. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's it's super interesting because we get a chance to like get the opinions of like real fans and real pe- people that like live in live in in that world and um we had i mean we had Corey and um shoot richie richie thanks uh from the from phoenix um from arizona and never before have i ever talked to a coyotes fan so that was really cool i i think there's only 15 of them so i mean that's pretty <laughs> That's that's pretty good that you got at least a couple on your show. So, yeah. no, I'm 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 super excited. I've I've loved the Habs ever since I was a kid. So, I mean, gosh, that's over 40 years. Yeah, I'm kind of an older fella here. So, um, I mean, it's I I am super excited um, um, about what's transpired over the last not even 24 hours, and and I mean, just kind of the direction this team is going. So, yeah, I'm excited about talking uh, Habs today too. So. All right, let's uh, let's jump into it then. Um, so I guess we'll start with a, a year in review. Um, what got you most excited uh, about the Habs uh, this past season? Uh, I think first and foremost, I'm with with most Habs fan was the our most Habs fans was the health of uh, of CP31. I mean, it's it was awesome to see him have a bounce back year, um, and then of course getting 96 points on top of that, and I think that just comes hand in hand with having a healthy uh, number one goalie in the, on, on the planet. Um, and I mean, from going to, Hey, you're going to be a, a top five lottery pick team to, you know, just being outside of, uh, of the playoffs in the Atlantic division as well. Fourth in the Atlantic can't go wrong with that. Um, especially with the powerhouses on that side right now. I mean, it's, I was pleasantly surprised with what they did. I mean, I'm not sure what, who knows what they would have done in this year's playoffs. I mean, with all the upsets, I mean, but that's crazy. So I've, I'm very pleasantly surprised with what they did. Um, some great play by, uh, by some newcomers with, with uh, Tatar and uh, Max Domi. I mean, it was really cool to see that. That's a, that was a fantastic trade. So. Dumbass. 
Sorry, I had to do it. Um, yeah, man. Uh, the health of the health of Carrie Price was a huge storyline uh, this year, and I think also, um, I think we're going to be better next year, depending on the health of Shea Weber, because he was out for half the season, and once he came back, our our defense really solidified. Not to say um, Jeff Petrie didn't do a hell of a job uh, in his in his stead, but um, yeah, if, I think if, that was. That was, that was a big concern, I think, um, you know, Shea Weber being out for a good portion of, of the start of the season, and they, the whole team picked it up and played very well. So, yeah, I think yeah. that was that was a huge surprise. I think a lot of people thought, oh, without Weber, you know, the heart and soul of the defense, it's, they're just going to stink. But, no, they, they, they played well. And, again, with, the, with a healthy goalie, I mean, that guy stole several games this season. <laughs> yeah, it was really nice to see um... – to see Price back to his usual Price self, he was not um, he was not his self last year. And yeah, I, I, I'm interested to see Victor Mete's progression as well. Um, the kid still hasn't scored a goal yet, has he? No. Yeah. No, he he's had he so many opportunities. Yet. No, he was he was a he was a stud when uh, I, we're real close here to to London, and I mean we've seen a ton of great London Knights come through. Uh, and and make it to the professional ranks. And Victor Mete was awesome when he were, when he was here playing for the Knights. Um, I really loved his performance here. And for him to make the make the make the Habs his his first season, I mean that was quite a surprise. So um, yeah, man, I, I would love to see him score a goal. And I think the whole city's going to celebrate it with him there. I mean, to be on the first pairing <laughs> with Weber for a long time, it's fantastic. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to see him progress and learn from Weber. Um, I think that that kind of experience would be invaluable to to a player like that. Um, mm-hmm. So then we already kind of mentioned Domi. So do you want to tell us what was your reaction when that trade happened? And uh, <laughs> were you happy with it? Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, again, former London Knight, Max Domi. I mean, he was we, we saw him play with Marner. Um, when he was here in London, he was, he's just amazing. Just a, a, a fireball of energy as he, you, you know, uh, you know, as he almost took out Aaron Ekblad single-handedly, um, for the season last year. That was fantastic. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, he's, he's got, he plays with that intensity and he's so skilled. I mean, it, I mean, I, I like Chucky as well, but Hey, uh, get Max Domi back in return for less. And then he's your top scorer for, for that season. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, Alex Galchenyuk, who? I mean, I'm I'm yeah. pretty happy with it. Mm-hmm. Great trade. So now here's the million dollar question: Do you think that it's repeatable for a guy like Domi? Oh yeah, I think so. I think he's going to have a better year this year. You know, hmm. uh, I, I think he is. I mean, you, I think everybody is. To be honest, I mean, you, this is a, a team with a lot of changes last year. Just to see them progress, and now they're they're they've uh, played with each other a little bit more. Um, and this year, I think they're going to go in with that attitude. Hey, if, if um, St. Louis, if, if Columbus, if these types of teams can make the playoffs and have some success, we can too. I think they're good enough, especially with a, with a world-class goalie. And I mean, he needs to stay healthy, of course, but yeah, yeah, yeah I think, uh, I think it's, I, I think a very bright future for this team. Yeah. So, so what are your, what are your thoughts on, uh, on Max Domi there, John? Do you think that uh, he'll be able to? to repeat uh, his his last season? Well, I think when the trade went through, I was like 
really uneasy um, because of the potential that Alex Galchenyuk um, had, or <laughs> I guess has. But that's the thing is, it's just potential. It hasn't been shown yet. And uh, I think Max Domi proved to us that uh, he's a gamer. He loves he loves a big market, and uh, I'm really excited to have him. And he's just like he's a he's electric in this city. He comes for the big games, and watching him score is <laughs> just magical. So I'm excited yeah. to hopefully lock him up for a good long while. For sure. I love how his dad is is completely uh, flipped allegiances <laughs> as well. That's that makes me yeah. that makes me so happy. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, you gotta right when you when it comes to your son, when it comes to your kid, you gotta f- put your full support, even if he did play however many years with the Maple Leafs and was like a prominent. Uh, he was a prominent Maple Leaf. You know, he was yeah. um, he was a terror for for everybody he played against. But I, I don't think he really felt that way about Arizona, to be honest. So, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. Um, But yeah, I I think, I think it's very possible that, uh, that Domi repeats his, his season because um, he had stretches of like five, six to 10 games where he wasn't getting any points and he still managed to finish the year with 78. Um, So that's impressive is if he can find a way to remain consistent Every game, uh, there's no reason to to think that he can't he can't um, replicate or even um, you know overcome his 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 career high of 78 points that he put up last year. Um, I think I've, I'm very the one thing. The one thing I'm excited about is I mean you look at the the second worst power play in the league last mm-hmm. year Montreal had. If that even improves slightly, like say they get up an extra five percent to like the league average of league average was just under 20% last year, right? So if they go from 13%, which is pretty brutal, um, you know, up to maybe 18 or 19%, I mean, how many more points are these guys going to get? I mean, if they're a little bit more lethal on the power play with the opportunities they have, I mean, I think it's going to be very good for these guys. So Mm -hmm. that, uh, that leads me to ask, how do they, uh, how do they fix it? (laughs) What's the solution? (laughs) If I, if I knew that, I'd be I'd be there in Montreal, I think. But <laughs> I, I I think they probably need a, a you know a, someone other than Jonathan Druin, um, you know, cornerback in power play. That and I think that's probably going to lead to a, what we're going to talk about a little bit later. But I mean, I think picking up uh, through trade or 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 whatnot a, a good puck moving defenseman maybe that um, that they've had before, but then have traded, but. Uh, I mean, having someone someone who can you know set up Weber um, for those those big clappers from the point and and you know being able to set up uh, Jonathan Druin and and you know Tatar and Domi and and you know all those guys on the power play that that's what I think they need to do. I don't know if it's really Kirk Weber, Kirk Kirk Muller, Kirk, Kirk Muller, not Kirk Weber. Kirk <laughs> Muller's uh, uh, fault. I mean, I mean it, he's he's given the players he has. And I think that was just, I mean, Mete maybe could do that in the future, but he's, he's just not ready for that right now. I think they need, I think they need a, someone who can be that quarterback on the power. Play. Yeah. Our power mm-hmm. play has never been the same since uh, Andre Markov left. 100%. Yeah. yeah. Subban too. Uh, come, and on, Subban. <laughs> come on boys. Come on boys. I mean, 
Show Subi some love, You're, man. We replaced well, the he, shot he, with a shot. So. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, you, but you it's it's the- in my opinion, it's it's gotten the reason why they're so bad is because they're one dimensional. They just keep passing it. They're they're not taking their shots, and everybody knows that it's going to Weber. So yeah. they just put a man in front of him, block his shot, or don't let the puck go back to the back end, and they clear it. Yeah, they need so alternative they, alternative weapons, alternative options. Yeah, they definitely need another weapon. Um, and Druan needs to shoot more. Yeah, instead of trying to find that pretty perfect pass cross ice pass he's got a lethal shot he just needs to use it more yeah like, I, I, yeah, I don't right. understand why he keeps giving it off like he's supposed to be the superstar like he wants to be the guy but every time he has a chance to be the guy he gives it to someone else like he doesn't take charge because like when he does take charge you can tell that he's got the skill and the hands and the hockey iq to finish and and put the puck in the net but for whatever reason like Eight times out of ten, he'll try to pass it to to he'll try to force like a, a pass that doesn't make sense. And then yeah, I think he, he he's trying he to it relive his he's trying to relive his Halifax glory days, right? I mean, I think he's, <laughs> it's the NHL. I mean, you can't do that anymore. Yeah. I mean, just yeah. pass it or shoot it, do it. I mean, it's you, you can't you can't yeah. be that. I mean, you can once in a while, I suppose, but I mean, not all the time. I mean, he mm-hmm. tries to do and it that's honestly much. why I think that he. Um, is so poor on the on the back check is because he expends all his energy trying to enter the zone with with uh, with force and and with speed and then he gives the puck away with a ill advised pass and then he's just like gassed and can't get back on the back check and lets people yeah. blow by him. Yeah. So I don't know. They need to find a way to fix that and coach him better, I guess. But that has to do with the player too. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I think he, I, they'll let him know, look, this is what you need to do to be more successful. And he needs to choose to change that mm-hmm. or, or ride the bench a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. And Claude Julian would, is a no nonsense guy. He, he'd be How much more nonsense? than happy. Hmm? How much nonsense? No nonsense. No nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> it's Claude Julian we're talking about, man. <laughs> um, uh, so, so yeah, I, I think that um, I think the team it's overall like full of young guys that are still trying to find find their their game in the NHL and working towards that progression. And knowing that we pretty much have a full roster already, what other ways do you think Mark Bergevin could improve the team in the off season? Hmm. That's like that's. I mean, perhaps. Uh, I mean, maybe a backup goalie, but I I don't know. I mean. It, I, I like what I mean in in the world now of load management. I think it's it's pretty important that Carey Price has his rest if they're going to go on a run, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Is is Charlie Lindgren that goalie? Uh, no, I don't think I yet. Mean, he's twenty five. I, I mean, he's twenty five though, and he's he's shown flashes of being a good goalie. A bit. Is it his time? I, I mean, think... without Niemi there, maybe maybe it needs to be. Yeah. Maybe I think maybe yeah. maybe you offer some PTOs and see what Charlie brings to camp. Um, yeah. The worst thing that could happen is you end up with a Garrett Sparks situation. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Right. So maybe yeah. There's, yeah, there's a couple of older older UFAs goaltending UFAs out there that you could potentially sign to a cheaper a cheaper contract or or put a PTO in um, and invite them to camp. Um, yeah, but, I say go for Curtis McElhinney. Yeah, that's I mean that's the number one. He showed that he's he's got some game. Yeah, I mean he's old as shit, but he's still got. Uh, 
Well, yeah. I mean, he's like, what, 36? Yeah. 35? 30, yeah, 35. Um, That's, those guys are in their prime at that age. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true, actually. Career backup, he um, probably has less wear and tear on his body than, say, like uh, Farlamov, who's five years younger. Um, and, yeah, they. I think they need... I agree that Charlie Lindgren probably needs a chance, um, but... I don't know if he can handle 30 games, 35 games. Cause that's what they'll need him to play to keep price fresh and healthy for, for the playoffs. If, if they even make it, um, when, when so they make it. if, yeah. Okay. When do they make it? <laughs> um, so yeah, I don't know. Um, I think Lindgren is a good option internally. I think, yeah, PTOs would probably be a good way to do it. Uh, I think priority number one would be to try to sign Curtis McElhinney. Yeah. Um, and then try to go from there. And then you also have Cam Talbot, Cam Ward. Um, I mean, Brian Elliott's out there. Neuverth. <sighs> Neuverth, Chad Johnson. Like, there's a there's a list yeah. of, like, serviceable backups. What about Mrazek? I think he's going to get paid. I think yeah. he's going to get paid, and I think he wants to play starters minutes. I yeah. don't think he wants to be second banana anymore. I mean, I would like to see him. I would like to see the Flames go after him, form a one A one B with uh, David Riddick. I think that would be pretty effective. What but, about Mike uh, Smith? Then, yeah, we could Mike. We could go after too much. Mike Smith. He could. He yeah. can play thirty games. He could play thirty games for sure. Yeah, yeah, he but could help the Habs. I think. But like, how much? What's how he going to want? Yeah, how much would that contract be? Probably too much. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think he knows the type of player he is now. He's definitely going to try to... Um, I can see it panning out like this. He's going to try to get starters minutes and starters pay. Um, he won't sign a contract until probably right before the season because no team is going to want that to, to, to offer him a starters contract. Um, and then he'll either take a short term, maybe like two mil deal with, with a team to be a backup. Yeah. And I think at that price, (laughs) yeah, I think at that price, um, the price is right for him. (laughs) 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 Um, yeah, I could, I could see him, I could see him working out there a little bit because yeah, he has all the the tools to, to play at 35 games. And if he gets on a hot run, then, then, you know, you could ride him and let carry rest for a few games even. So, yeah, I think that's the way of the, that the NHL is going. You kind of really need, you won't see starters workhorse starters starting like 70 games anymore. Nope, not anymore. But I, I don't know. I mean, you've got three good young goalies in, in, in your system, you know, with, with Lindgren and you've got Caden Primo, who obviously won't be ready. And, um, Oh, what's the other guy's name? You know what I mean? Whatever happened to Zach Fukali? I think he's in Vegas' system now. He was supposed to be like a high end prospect with some fanfare. I mean, so is Dustin Tukarski. Tukarski. Mike McNiven. That's his name. Yeah. McNiven. Ah, McNiven. Yeah. Didn't he come up and play a few games? Or am I completely off? I think he's going to be a career AHLer. Yeah. McNiven is? Yeah. 
I feel like that's his fate. I mean, with a name like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, he was in the he was in the ECHL for one one game last year, so maybe might be. Yeah. Especially with Primo yeah. coming up too. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, Primo's supposed to be coming up as well. Um, but uh, this is just a side. But th- did anybody else find it funny that there's a guy named Connor McMichael in the in the draft? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is a co- really, it is a copycat league. So yeah, I, like I I really want someone to just name. Um, I really want someone to be drafted named David McConnor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think mean, that'd be pretty great. But anyway, we're, we'll jump back on to, um, yeah. <laughs> to I mean, the speaking, speaking of the draft, do you want to give us your thoughts about the first round? Wait, wait, wait. Should we do draft first or at free agents trades and then draft? Uh, I mean, are you running this show or am I, Grant? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you feel about, uh, how do you feel about that draft yesterday, Fred? I mean, Wow. I know. Uh, I didn't see that coming. No. Right? I mean, I'm, I'm watching it going, and it, I mean, I'm I haven't seen I've seen Cole Caulfield um, highlights. I've never seen him watch. I've never watched him really play a whole game. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, to score 72 goals at 100 points in 64 games. I mean, at first. It, first question: Who are they playing against? Yeah. <laughs> Second, I mean, wow. I mean, he's he's. I know he played with Jack Hughes, but uh, like he says, hey, someone someone has to put in uh, those passes that Hughes was passing to me, and it was him. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a pure goal scorer. Um, I think he's I think he's going to be a great player. I mean, you, you look at someone like De, uh, DeBrincat, and he's he's a little bit taller than DeBrincat, so you know, there's that. But I, I think it's it was a great a great pickup at 15. He looked pissed in the stands, by the way, by not not getting chosen in the top 10. So. I think he's going to have a little bit of a chip on his shoulder yeah. uh, for his career for all of the first 14 teams that passed up or passed him up on, on, on drafting. him. I think he's, I mean, I'm still kind of shocked. I'm excited to see what happens. Um, you know, the, the remaining rounds, but what a great start for the Habs. I mean, to get, he's the steal of the draft so far. I, I don't think there's just any disputing that. Yeah. I would completely agree with, agree with you. I can't believe he totally. dropped so far. I know some people had him in the top five on their lists. Like, yeah, I know it's it's crazy, <laughs> and I think he just dropped because draft is because of his size. I, I think that was the main reason. It's just a, which I don't understand because the league has changed so much for for these guys to to be successful. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. my goodness, and I, you, you look at a player like DeBrincat for for example. For example, he's uh, he played with Connor McDavid in the OHL, and you know the first year he played with McDavid, he was like, yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll go out and score 50 goals, 51 goals. And, and I don't know if you heard his interview uh, this past week on uh, on Spit and Chicklets, but I mean, it was, it was really interesting, really interesting to hear his take on the next year when he didn't have McDavid around and he he played with, I think, Strom. And, and I mean, he lit it up there too. He's a pure goal scorer. And I'm hoping that'll be the case with Cole Caulfield as well. I mean, if, if a goal scorer is a goal scorer. And even if he scores 72 games, playing with Jack Hughes, I'm, I'm hoping that he can, you know, still light the lamp with, with, you know, another good forward that he plays with. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I feel like maybe 
Boston St. Louis had something to do with that. Oh yeah, where, yeah, yeah. you know the, the makeup of, of those teams. Yeah, winning the Stanley yeah. Cup that that probably had I something probably to do with did, it as well. but I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm not a fan of this whole idea of having to be a copycat. Like, like I think you can win in other ways, and I think you need to try to do that. You need to figure out what your team identity is and go with that. And I mean, mm-hmm. Caulf- Caulfield fits right into into our identity, and he fills an org- organizational need that we need on the right wing. And I mean, his silky silky mitts is. <laughs> we're going to be talking about those for a long time, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm so excited. It's been a while um, since we had especially such a, like a pure goal scorer like that. Yeah, yeah, it has been a while since since we've had um that that pure goal scorer. Uh and like from all the reports that I've read about him, um it sounds like uh it's just his he's not flashy in any way. He works hard, he competes and um he's just like like Fred said, he's just a pure goal scorer. All of his passes are crisp. Every pass he receives, the puck is, um, you know, in uh, is flat on the ice, uh, and his wrist shot is just lethal. And the comparisons being drawn with Alex DeBrinket is um, just, oh man, it's got me salivating. I cannot wait to see this kid in a Habs uniform um, taking passes from Max Domi or Kokaniemi or Suzuki or Ryan Paling. Um, and I just got chills. And ripping it top <laughs> shelf. Yeah. Far side every time. Uh, I cannot wait to see that, that happen. Um, just like the Brinkett is, is I've, I've been such a fan of the Brinkett since he's been in the league. Um, I love the way he plays and just, all of his goals look so clean and and um, and so easy. I'm so excited that uh, that the Habs get a talent like that, and it just fell into their laps. Um, it's been a while. It's been a long while for a, a yeah. pure goal scorer on the Habs like that. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited. If if you were, we we talked about needing another weapon on the power play, that's the guy. He's the guy mm-hmm. for sure. Yep. I know, I know we're going to hear a lot of people complaining about his size and, and the size of Montreal in general. So I just want to say, fuck that and fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they'll have to be wary, for sure. Um, Toronto's getting a little bigger. Uh, Boston has always been um, a challenge. As, but as long as they can continue playing that run-and-gun style... Um, I think that I think they'll be okay. Yeah. Like he just needs to be, he just needs to be slippery. Um, they got to work on his skating and make sure that, you know, he's got the foot speed and the elusiveness to, to dodge hits and not get tagged, basically keep his head up. But I mean, he knows his size. He's, he's played hockey all his life. He knows what he needs to do to keep himself healthy. So hopefully that, that means that, you know, he'll be able to, uh, Yeah translate to the NHL level and, and, and rip it up with Domi and friends. All right, Grant, I think you had a couple of questions. Oh, fearless leader. <laughs> I will, I will deter, I will defer to you. Oh. Oh. <laughs> uh, Fred, do you think, uh, do you have any uh, hopes for free agency or, or trades um, to make this roster a little bit better for the next year? Uh, I don't know. I don't think they, I mean, do they really go after Matt Duchesne? It's going to be super expensive by, you know, 
all the other contracts that are being signed. I don't know. It's for me, I would, I would be fine. Just letting these young guys play, you know, maybe see what they can do, put a couple years under their belts. But I don't know. I don't think you really need to spend. I mean, they only have ten million in cap space. I'd rather them try and go after a decent defenseman, to be honest, to help with the power play. Yeah, that's where I'm at too. I'm like, I'm not. I don't have a lot of interest in. Although he did very well in the playoffs, Grant, and you can't deny him that. Um, <laughs> I'm not. I don't have any interest in signing Matt Duchesne, especially at the money that he's going to be asking for. I say our, I think our forward depth is is pretty solid, especially with the kids coming up. So I, I would let them play. All all we really need is someone to solidify that left lefty uh, position. Screw back to Shane <laughs> for one. Don't want him. He's a bum. Uh, and so playoff hero, Matt. Fred. Do you think? No. Do you think that uh, what what would you be comfortable giving up um, to acquire Justin Falk from Carolina? Or maybe Gostas Bear from Philadelphia. What would you be comfortable with giving up for for those players? Oh in boy, maybe uh, let's see, maybe like um, Delorier, Charlotte Udon. <laughs> I mean, no, and, and maybe like a third or fourth round. I'm, I don't know. I mean, it's I'd look at maybe someone if you're going to do something. You know what? Maybe Gostas Bear would be. Yeah. I'd, might consider something a little bit more for him i mean he's he's defensively he's a gong show but i mean uh as far as <laughs> as far as running the power play he can probably do that i mean i you're, you're gonna get a whole lot of you know solid minutes doing that and maybe that's the offensive defenseman you need but who you would give up oh, boy. yeah i was i was kind of hoping all week that uh we'd trade our first rounder for goss despair but <laughs> In retrospect, I am maybe one of the very glad we did. Maybe one of the second rounders today. <laughs> Could you imagine? Yeah. <laughs> oh God! Could you imagine if we traded our first round I'm, pick? I'm super glad we didn't because yeah. I like I I, I wasn't <laughs> expecting Cole Caulfield to be available yeah. at 15, and that's why yeah. I'm willing to, I know, to do but... that trade. <laughs> oh my God! Should be a disaster. <laughs> Bergevin would be kicked out on pitchforks. I think it depends what Philly would want. I mean, what what does Philly really need at the I mean, I think they want a top a top six forward. Forward, yeah. yeah. And I don't think we have that to give them. So I, I guess Shaw could potentially move up and down the lineup. I think they were thinking about packaging Shaw and uh, potentially Byron together, but I heard mm-hmm. that that was a, a no deal. So yeah, that'd be a good salary dump. <laughs> I, I think I'd be okay with that. That's like over seven million. I think I'd be okay with that. Yeah, yeah, I'd be very okay with that. You think? You think um, uh, Bergevin should go after Jake Gardner? Yes, I do think that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and just for the simple fact that wherever, whenever a Leaf leaves Toronto, they're a much better player. <laughs> and, and and I mean that sincerely. I mean, I see it all the time being in this area. It's like, okay, well, where's that former Leaf going, uh, Tyler Bozak? Um, I mean, it's. <laughs> I think it's. I think it'd be. I think it'd be a good pickup for them, to be honest. I mean, he's he's a good puck moving defenseman. You know. A few a few lapses here and there, but I, yeah, I'd I'd be okay with that for sure. Yeah, I'm. He, I think he's been on my 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 list as number one for a while, like number one get for that position yeah. for a while. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he probably helped the power play. But yeah, I mean, maybe maybe a Charles Houdon package would be all right for for that because I mean he he already rejected an offer from the qualifying offer from uh, from the Habs, right? Mm-hmm. So if we're talking about Gosta Spare yeah. still, that that was my thought on Gosta Spare, but. I don't know about I don't know about Gardner. I'm I'm still a little wary. Um, 
I do agree with you that uh, he would probably play. He, well, he would play better out of outside of Toronto. Um, but he's kind of proven that he can't play in big game situations, and I'd be afraid to commit long term and probably a lot of money to a guy who may be unplayable in the playoffs. Do you guys have thoughts on that? Who's his line mate? Uh, Travis Dermott, I think, <laughs> but he was out for a lot of the season um, with a back injury. I think. I think that's. Um, but before last year, he was with Morgan Riley, right? And he still had those kind of troubles. I think if you pair him with someone more defensively minded, um, like I think Jake Gardner and uh, and Jeff Petrie would be a really good pairing. I was going to say that Jeff Petrie would be, yeah, he'd really help him out. I think. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. any chance I have to, you know, bash the the Leafs and say say anything negative against them, I will. I mean, look who look who he was paired with Travis yeah. Dermott and Morgan Riley a year ago or two years ago. Yeah doesn't do anything for me to be honest no. so and, i think him yeah. him coming to montreal and being paired with petrie would be would be great yeah mm-hmm. yeah that's fair but i mean like if he can't be coached by arguably the best coach in the nhl i mean is he going to be able to be coached by claude julian i would say, i don't know I'd say I'd yes. just, i'm just still yeah. not sold <laughs> yeah yeah think i so? think so i think so it, it'd be a it would hmm. be a change of, of of culture as well from the Leafs, right? I mean, I, I think. I mean, you're still you'd still be going to a, 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 you know, a city that's pretty focused on their hockey and their hockey players. But I mean, you'd be used to that, you know, playing in the center of the universe. So I mean, it, it's not a big deal. I, I I think he would. I think he'd be. I think he'd be a good fit in Montreal. And I think ever since Luke Richardson's come on board to to coach the defense, it's been like night and day. He's he's like built a That's really true. good relationship with these players, and I think mm-hmm. his style of encouragement um, would really do Jake Gardner some good. So, mm-hmm. like, I have I, I have full confidence that he would just he he would. Yeah, I don't think he'd be the whipping boy anymore. And exactly, and that would, yeah, it would help him out. Build build some confidence in in his game. That's fair. <laughs> um, so how 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 high are you guys on Noel Juleson? Um, I, I see him as Jeff Petrie's replacement, um, after Jeff Petrie's contract's over, like to move him up into that fourth or like the second pairing top Top four four. when Petrie's ready to go. I think he still needs a bit of development, um, because he's dealt Mm -hmm. with a lot of different injury issues. Um, Mm -hmm. but I'm still, I'm still looking forward to what he has to offer. Yeah, I'm. I'm just glad he's healthy again. I mean, that was pretty scary last season. So yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, I'm. Yeah, I'm excited to see what he does with a full season in Montreal. Yeah. You know, not just uh, <laughs> okay. 20 games. So it's same with same yeah. with Paling. I'm. I'm really excited to see what he does as well. You know, other than mm. just one game where he shoots 100. percent I mean, it's, <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be great. It, that's a real small sample size. So I'm excited to see what he does in a full season as well. Plan the parade. Yeah, <laughs> not quite. <laughs> so, so you guys wouldn't want to package Juleson with somebody else for a Falk or no. Gustus Bear. No, no, not for me. Fair. No, it's okay. like a, it's a good question, but the answer, the yeah, answer yeah. Is, is no. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's yeah. why I asked. Um. So. What do you guys think about um, Gustav Nyquist? And would Tyler Myers be a good fit as well on that D pairing? Hmm. 
<laughs> I think yeah, I, I I think we don't need a Gustav Nyquist. Uh, like unless like if so if we if we just walk away from Armia, then yeah, I would be happy with signing Gustav Nyquist um, because he's a more goal oriented Joel Armia. So that would make our roster mm-hmm. a little bit better, but I wouldn't say it's necessarily needed, especially with the talent coming up. Like I'm, I I think we're still like probably two years away from actually really competing. So. Um, I say just let let the Fords develop and see what we have in in a year or two. Yeah, I agree with that. I, okay, yeah, I agree with that. I think I think letting these young guys develop a little bit more, um, putting in another year under their belts. I mean, it's it's only going to help them out. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't say no to it. I mean, he's a good player. <laughs> yeah. but who, who would who would he you know who who would he replace? in the lineup so as far as tyler myers go uh, uh tyler myers goes i mean yeah big body on the blue line i wouldn't i wouldn't say no to that i guess it depends on the cost i mean you're looking probably yeah. maybe five six million per season right oh probably more than yeah. that he's making 5.5 or he he's coming off a deal that paid him 5.5 i was being conservative he's so. probably looking yeah eight to nine yeah uh, I wouldn't no. say that much. He's a 30-point defenseman. Okay, so 30-40. So I'd say, like, he'd probably be looking for, yeah, 6.5 to 7. Yeah, I could see that. Well, he'd probably be asking for 7.5, but I don't know. <laughs> That'd be quite expensive to pay for 29-year-old. It would. It would. Yeah, that would be my concern. Mm-hmm. I think he would fit in well on the on the blue line. Mm-hmm. Um, he is a right, right defenseman, but, um, I mean, you know, I think he'd be a serviceable top four guy. Yeah. But then, yeah, that would take away minutes from, uh, you know, some other players. Cause Jordy Ben isn't coming no. back. Is he? No, he's not. Probably. No, probably not. I mean, he's going to free agency. I would look at someone like maybe even, uh, Ben Sherratt from Winnipeg as well. I mean, he's very affordable. Two million bucks a season, mm-hmm. three million bucks, two and a half. Who knows? But I mean, a decent defenseman, uh, also free agent in Winnipeg. But the price needs to be right. Yeah. Sure. So they need to. I. I mean, that's the thing is that I think they need to find somebody in free agency or or trade for somebody to fill because Jordy's not coming back to fill that spot. They're just missing one guy on the left side, and I'm not sure. I'm not sure yeah. who that's going to be. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean. I feel like Philly's almost primed for a fleecing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, Frig, they traded two draft picks for Justin Braun. Yeah. <laughs> that was, I mean, like I was, uh, I was actually um, chatting about this with um, a p- couple guys on the overtime heroics forums um, on the NHL forums there. And uh, I, you know, I was saying that Justin Braun is serviceable, like he'll be a good sixth, seventh defenseman, but you don't want to be taking minutes away from, you know, the young guys like Travis Sanheim and Robert Haig and Ivan Provorov. So, I mean, he'll be a good sixth or seventh defenseman who can fill in top four minutes if, you know, injuries occur. Uh, but 
you're giving up two two draft picks for that. When you could have used those two draft picks to draft a guy like Justin Braun, <laughs> who would have filled in just as admirably. I don't know. And then they traded for Matt Niskanen as well. I mean, that's good, but um, like good playoff experience, guy's a cup champion. But hmm, I don't know. It's interesting. I like the Justin. Uh, I like the Kevin Hayes move. Um, but that was also Way an overpay. overpay. But I guess if you want the guy, in my opinion, yeah. you have to give him the money, right? Um, what? Yeah. What about the defenseman down in in Laval and whatnot? You look at Kale Fleury. He could be. Depends on what happens in the training camp as well. Kale Fleury, Josh Brook. These guys could be ready next season. You never know. That's true. So maybe, mm-hmm. maybe those guys can replace. Jordy Ben. I mean, Jordy Ben had a great season last year, one of his best, but maybe one of those guys can step in. Yeah. And how far away is um, Romanov? Uh, I think he's a, Is he still... I think he's still in the KHL under contract. Yeah, I think he's, uh, he's one more. He's got to yeah, finish up his year. contract? Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Shoot. Yeah, because next year would have been a good year for him to step in and see what he can do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. Where do you want to go now? Um, that's a good question. Uh, we could talk about... We talk I was going to say trades? we could talk about the trade this morning. The the big one. Mm-hmm. Um, so for those of you... We're just recording this on Saturday morning. And we uh, open up Twitter to find that P.K. Subban has been traded to the New Jersey Devils. For, <laughs> for, for nothing, nothing. They got nothing. a bag of pucks and some yeah. pylons. Um, this is the one rare occasion that David Poyle actually got fleeced by. I don't know. He could have gotten so much more, in my opinion. That's for sure. That's for sure. Yeah. I, I mean, so I don't think he was. I mean, I understand why. Like, he needed to get rid of the contract, right? And. So he yeah. took a bit of a discount to to do that. But Zach Santini, bro? Yeah. Zach, Zach, Zach Santini. Come on. A prospect in Davies and uh, two. Yeah. Who? Two, two second round picks. <laughs> um, like, you couldn't get Jesper Bratt or even Blake Coleman? Like, just somebody with a bit of upside? You get Zach Santini? Who the. Like, for PK Suban? Come on. I think that just tells us uh, a couple things. Um, Montreal certainly won <laughs> the Weber trade, um, which yeah. I mean, I am shocked to be saying this because I'm a huge uh, PK fan. Um, and I was still holding on some resentment <laughs> about that for all these years. Um, Me too. But I, I'm wearing my <laughs> Superman jersey right now. Um, but also it like it, it makes you question um, like I, so I love PK because of his attitude and because of what he brings um, his personality. I love, I love that about him, mm-hmm. but I guess it's, it's kind of looked negatively upon in dressing rooms. Um, I don't know. Which I don't understand. Like sure. It, it, it can seem like it's the PK Subban show, I mean, we don't know what happens behind closed doors in the dressing room, in the locker room. Um, maybe he's the guy who, after every win, will constantly whip 
guys in the shower <laughs> with wet towels. Who knows? <laughs> but um, like, I can tell you this much is that PK Subban will give his all for the team when he's on the ice. And that's the guy that you want. You don't, you know, you don't want a guy who's playing for himself and he may seem like that off the ice, but his actions on the ice show that everything he does is to try to help the team be better. I think that was, Um, I think that was part of the problem here in Montreal is that he would try to put the team on his shoulders and, and, mm -hmm. and do it himself. And, and do yeah, and do it himself it when he should have been playing more as a teammate. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, so that's I fair. think that's kind of the the wrap on that. But um, it's it speaks volumes when the guy donates a year of his salary to the Montreal Children's Hospital and isn't nominated by the team for the King Clancy mm-hmm. Award. Like the team in Montreal yeah. just obviously didn't didn't like him in the locker room and that's why he was had to be shoot out um but it's it's interesting that uh that Nashville is also sending him away like is it is it just that he's got a huge contract and they need to get rid of that or is there other underlying issues that makes him the expendable guy on the back end yeah i don't know like i mean from day 1 it seemed like he embraced Nashville and Nashville embraced him and then I guess the last two years he's been declining a little bit, but that's only because of injuries, you know. Um, he's had a back injury that I think has been he's been dealing with the last couple of years. So, oh man, I don't know. It's I, I think it's uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, good I mean, for New Jersey. Probably won that trade. And Spades, yeah, with all their cap room too. Like they've they've yeah. got the money to pay for it. But like, where where They're are they going? going? All what in, what are they doing? They're, pull, they're pulling What's the goalie going and going on What's all going in. on here? They they got no goalie. Yeah, that's right. Like, what are they're they going to do? Sign, they're going to sign have a third defenseman. Bobrovsky. He's not going to New Jersey. He's not going to New Jersey. He's going to Florida. Trying to make sense of it. Florida. Come on. We don't know. But yeah, like, I don't know what New Jersey's doing here. Maybe they're trying to show Taylor Hall that they mean business because they're they're going to have to resign him very shortly. Okay. Well, get it get I a mean, goalie. They're working on it, man. Free agency isn't like, open yet. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get go, Shero. <laughs> also, what the fuck yeah, was he doing he, yesterday? He got up, like stalling walked like around that. the table and then sat back down. I was like flummoxed. Yeah. Yeah, and and then went up there and started spewing shit about like, oh, I would announce our pick, let, but uh, two multiple Hall of Famer champion and career New Jersey like, t- Devil today, Junior. Let's go. You're gonna pick. Just friggin' do it, man. Yeah, what a power trip. I love that guy. <laughs> I mean, when you get a PK Subban, yeah. <laughs> I mean, when you when you trade for PK Subban by giving up like literally nothing, um, you know, <laughs> this almost reminds me of uh, um, the movie Semi Pro. Yeah. Have you guys ever seen that Will Ferrell's movie? Yep. Um, where uh, <laughs> where they got the guy who has a championship ring, 
Um, but uh, Will's like, I, "Come on, guys! I traded the I traded the um, the the laundry machine to get this guy." <laughs> that's, that's kind of how I felt um, when you saw this. Um, yeah, that David Poyle did with Zach Santini. <laughs> I don't know. Kind of remind, kind of remind. Maybe figures. Of, I don't know. That's uh, all I got. The Adam Larson for Taylor Hall trade. <laughs> it's karma. Yeah. It's payback. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. but Adam Larson is like serviceable. He's a top four guy. He's just not a top two guy. He's not an MVP though. Zach Santini is. I don't know. Like, where is he going to fit on this on, on this line. Preds lineup? <laughs> Maybe he'll help with, with what? His... Like they already have Austin Watson. Maybe he'll help with their power play. Is slightly worse than Montreal's. <laughs> I mean, who knows? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they had the worst power play in the league, didn't they, last yes, year? Yes, they did. Yep. And they get rid of Subban? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they're making a run at like Matt Duchesne or yeah, something. Yeah, they're clearing cap space. They got to free up some. Either, either to make a run at Matt Duchesne or offer... to extend Roman Josie. Or offer sheeting. Well, that doesn't make Mitch sense. Monner. Get rid of Kyle Turris then. Because yeah. Turris is going to be what? Making $6 million as your third line center? <laughs> Who wants Kyle Turris? Raise your hands. <laughs> I mean, yeah. he's $3 million cheaper than Subban is. He'd be way Apparently easier not. to move. <laughs> and I don't know. I guess. Yeah, I guess. I don't know shit. So I know. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm just rattled. I'm- that's a weird trade. I'm excited My man. to see what Subban can do uh, now yeah. that he's hopefully healthy. He had a real bad season last year. Yeah. So are you wearing yeah, a, a Nashville Subban jersey or a Montreal Subban jersey? Oh, a Habs Subban oh, okay. jersey for sure. Yeah. 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 I can't. I can't stand that. Uh, look, I love Nashville. I love the team. I love the fans. Um, <laughs> but I, I can't stand that jersey. <laughs> Hate the colors. Yeah. Yeah, it's just too much. Yeah. Too much. It's too much, man. <laughs> but yeah. Um another trade that happened actually before the Suban trade was Patty Marlowe is um I guess being bought out. Well, going to Carolina first. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Patty Marlowe uh waived his no trade clause or no movement clause. Um, to be traded to the Carolina Hurricanes um, with the intent that Carolina is going to buy him out um, so that he can go back west on a very cheap contract, I would assume. But his goal is to play in San Jose. So um, excited that uh, I really didn't think they'd be able to pull it off um, because Toronto had to find a team willing to play ball and uh, put a buyout on their on their books for two years. But I guess uh, a first-round pick was enough enticement for Carolina to do that. What's the... It was a conditional, right? Yeah, so it's it's conditional on... Um, if, it, if next year's pick is a lottery pick, then Carolina will get the year after. Yeah. Or a, a top, top 10, anyway, if it's yeah. within the top 10, which I don't think is going to happen mm-hmm. unless the wheels come off in Toronto... Yeah, <laughs> unless they're an eighteen wheeler going over the ledge. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Brian Burke. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this just in, uh, we'll 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 get um, we'll get uh, Fred's thoughts on this 
in just a second here, but uh, this happened about like half an hour ago, I think. The Vancouver Canucks have acquired JT Miller from the Tampa Bay Lightning and will be taking on his full contract of $5.25 million for the next four years. That's his annual salary. Mm-hmm. Um, for Merrick Mazanich, pick 71 and a conditional 2020 or 2021st first rounders. Yeah. 2020 or 2021 first rounder. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, the first is mm-hmm. conditional. Yes. So. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. I like, I like that for the Vancouver Canucks. Getting yeah, it's a good pickup is... for them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And obviously uh, you, Tampa's going to need that money for, uh, other players they, they're going to want to sign. So not a bad, not a bad move. Yeah. Not a bad yeah. Move at all, I think for them, for both teams, I think it's, yeah, it's a, it's a good move for both teams. So, yeah. Yeah. It's too bad. Sterling isn't around. We'd love to get his thoughts, but, uh, yeah. So, um, is he going to slot in what on the second line? Um, he might play with Bo cause you don't want to be splitting up Pedersen and Besser, but I mean, he no. plays all three positions. So that's perfect for them because they needed a top six guy who could move around, um, ditch Erickson on the fourth line. Um, Tanner Pearson is up there right now. I think he and Bo had um, pretty good chemistry when he got uh, traded at the deadline from the Kings. So yeah, if they wanted to keep Vertanen on the on the second line on left wing um, and Besser on the right beside Pedersen, then they they could slot JT Miller in on the top line with Horvat and Tanner Pearson. Man, I'm excited to watch this team. I'm like I'm not a huge Vancouver fan, but like I live in Vancouver, so <laughs> I go and watch hockey. Yeah. And uh I'm excited to see these guys play. Mhm. Uh, they're shaping up into a competitive team. Yeah, I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like what that means for the Flames. I got to see Quinn Hughes' first game, and oh boy, is he going to be a gamer. Yeah, I don't like that at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm not looking forward to... The Canucks always, always destroy the Flames, and Pedersen is just... First it was it was the Sedins, and now it's Pedersen, Besser, and they're just adding to it with Hughes and... Probably now JT Miller, he's just going to go off and score hat tricks every time he plays the Flames. I'm, best, I'm guessing. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, let's uh, let's get your thoughts on um, the the Marlow trade there, Fred. What do you think of that? I mean, it's nice to see that they're giving him what he wants, and I mean, he wants to go back to obviously San Jose. So it was, I think, good for the Leafs to do that. Yeah, I mean, every, I think everybody's happy. Um, Except maybe Mitch Marner and um, Austin, Austin Matthews. Matthews. Now they don't they don't have a place to go for dinner. Now I mean it's yeah. they're gonna have to actually cook for themselves. I mean, it's, when Daddy yeah. leaves, and they lost yeah. their dad. Yeah, <laughs> it's good. It, I, I think it's good. It's it's nice of them to to uh, you know when you put in that request. I mean, obviously the Leafs are like uh, he's a respected player, so good for them. And the Leafs um, get some salary. So we got talking about uh we got talking about this a little earlier like i don't know i'm i'm a little 
I was confident in Dubas when he took the office, but um, I don't know. I feel like he might be fumbling things a little bit. Do you do you guys get that sense at all? Like he gave in to, to the Nylander situation and, and he's been like, maybe not fumbling, but like he's been handcuffing himself where he's had to now um, like backtrack on statements that he's made. Because like what he... he he was very actively shopping Patrick Marlowe. And then right before the draft, he goes and says, Oh, you know what? I think Patrick Marlowe is probably going to stick around next year after he put up his house for sale. Um, I think in he, Toronto, I think so. I think he is just playing with the media. First of all, I think he's just, yeah, yeah I think he's just throwing things out there. The way he interacts with guys like uh, Darren Dreger is like hilarious to watch because he's like, feeds like stupid things into the conversation that you're like, what? And uh, so I think he's just trolling the media, but also I agree with you. He's numerous on numerous occasions. He's, he's kind of locked backed himself into the, into a corner. And like, this is, this is why he's in this situation now with, with Marner um, because the, the contracts that he's, that he's given. So, yeah. I mean, the Zaitsev thing wasn't his, wasn't his deal. Um, he kind of got saddled with that, but that's, um, that's on the coach. That's on the coach. I think so. <laughs> we'll see what happens with that. But yeah, I agree. I think, I think, um, I think it's, it's tough for him after some of the things he said, like guaranteed that he's going to have, you know, three, 10 million player or $10 million players on his roster and signing all, you know, and Nylander along with that. That's tough to do. I don't know what he's going to yeah. do. I mean, this is this is a tough corner he's in right now, and he's yeah. I mean, and he will get. I mean, oh my goodness, if it ever happens, if they're offer sheeted, if he has to trade him or, or or whatever, I mean, he's that's that's going to be tough for him. But I don't know. I mean, if he gets it done, then wow. But I don't, I don't know how he's going to get it done. I mean, he's even said that he's expecting teams to offer sheet, and he might not even match. Um, but I mean, I, th- I think at this point they're willing to let Janssen go, um, which is probably out of Janssen and Kapanen. I'd probably prefer to keep Kapanen, and it sounds like they're working towards a deal that works for both sides. Um, so yeah, I guess I guess we'll see how that goes. I um, think I think that announcement was like him. I think like sending- trying to get people off. Yeah, sending a message to the other GMs like if you're going to offer him, be prepared like be prepared to be serious about it because like <laughs> I'm dealing I'm in the shit right now and if you try <laughs> this then I, I'm a loose cannon. I'm like <laughs> <laughs> He's just telling everybody that he's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like yeah, I think I think he was just trying to like I guess shoot a warning shot and like, like hmm. basically let let the other GMs know that uh, like don't 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 just throw an offer sheet out there unless you're serious about it, kind of thing. Right. Like back off, back off a little, essentially. Back off, get your own. <laughs> <laughs> but I yeah, still, so I mean, I still think people should be offer sheeting Kapanen. I think that's the route. Yeah, I mean, he's probably the better player out of the two. <laughs> I mean, but I don't know. Janssen's a good, a good serviceable player too. Like he can, he he's got more defensive upside than than Kapanen does. I think. 
but he can also finish. So maybe he's more the complete player, but I don't know. We've gone off topic again. Yeah. This is a, there's a Habs podcast and you're talking. Yes, you're talking exactly. Yeah. Thanks man. It's just cause they're so interesting. Like the, the cap situation is just so interesting. <laughs> I don't know. So Fred, do you, um, yes. Do you, so when, <laughs> when Mark Bergman first came into the league, um, <laughs> I had this mantra, like believe or trust in, trust in MB, like, no matter the crazy thing he did, you just have to trust the process, trust an MB. Um, and then when the PK Subban trade happened, I we were was, shook. I was shook <laughs> and yeah. didn't know. We were both shook. I didn't know what to think anymore about MB. And, and, and I'm like, and then numerous things happened. It's like, you lose your trust and your faith in him. But it looks like he finally is over the last year and a half. He's finally figured it out and is working on it. He has a, he actually has a plan, which he I don't think he yep. did for five years. Um, <laughs> so I guess my question my question is: Do you do you believe in MB? Yeah, I I agree with you. I I, I think I I think he lost the plot for a little bit, but I I think he's back on track. Uh, I mean having. 10 picks at this year's draft and building from the draft is, is a good focus for him. And as long as they, you know, stick with it and, and, you know, don't go after, you know, ridiculous free agents like the 39 year old wingers or, or, or something like that, just for a quick fix. I mean, if, if they do that, then yeah, that's, that's an issue, but I, they've got a good young squad now. And I mean, they just need to, to, you know, a nice blend of, of young players and, and, and veterans and I, I think they just need to stick with that and replace where they need to and not spend nine million dollars on one player and, and, and stuff like that like some teams are going to do um but yeah i think i'm pretty confident in what he's doing again i'm happy with it yeah i appreciate his reserved approach to all of this like he's not losing his head over any of this i think having that trust from jeff molson too like in knowing that you have some, some job security allows you to be a bit more patient and um, not make stupid mistakes by signing Matt Deshane to $10 million. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Cause like if, yeah, if, if, if his job was in jeopardy, he like, he might do something like that. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm not going to lie. I was a little bit, I'm a little bit, I was a little bit scared when Eric Carlson was still available. Yeah, so me too. I'm man. glad that I'm glad that <laughs> didn't happen. So. Oh, that was, that Boring. was really scary because we were talking about it and I'm like, <laughs> would like i don't i'd rather have jeff petrie than eric carlson and you'd have to move petrie out to bring carlson in so i'm glad that didn't i'm glad that went that being said he's probably gonna go off next year and we're gonna go how come you didn't sign him what are you doing (laughs) we we already have a a a potentially semi-injured uh aging uh superstar on our on our defensive core (laughs) i don't think we want another i mean we kind of have one in net too (laughs) <laughs> but like obviously he's still world class because he's carry price but you know man i'm still shook up about chris Kreider. yeah <laughs> yeah i hear you yeah what could have been yeah what could have been well i'm like i'm worried about his health in the future because of that incident hmm. i just want to i just okay. want to wrap Lo- i just want to wrap 
uh, carry Price up in bubble wrap for the, for the rest of his career <laughs> until playoffs. Yeah, he's like that prized possession that you don't want to take out of the box. Yeah, um, load management. You load load management. management. Yeah, yep, it worked. It works. It works. Yeah. It's a it's a tried and true method for sure. Um, so here are the full details on the JT Miller trade. Just an update. The Lightning have traded forward JT Miller to Vancouver for a conditional first round pick in 2020, a third round selection in 2019, and goaltender Merrick Mazanich. Should the Canucks not make the playoffs in 2019-20, the first round selection will come to, will move to the 2021 draft. Okay, so it's if the conditional first rounder to Tampa Bay slides to 2021 because the Canucks missed the playoffs. Um, it is not lottery protected. Oh, yeah. They better make the playoffs next year. Yeah, basically. Um, so that's from um, Bube McKenzie on um, on Twitter. I guess they could make the playoffs in two years from now and risk it. But yeah. Anyway. Ew. There's a new picture of Suvan in New Jersey threads. <laughs> Oh yeah, gross. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I guess we're gonna have to start watching some New Jersey games. I guess so. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, I guess we're New Jersey fans. Taylor Hall, Nico Hishier, and of course Jack Hughes. Capo Oh no, sorry, Capo Caco's on on New Jersey on, or man. New York. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, Jack Hughes Big as well. News. Jacques. But yeah, okay. <laughs> Should we wrap this bitch up? Yeah. I just wanna I just wanna play <laughs> Anyway. Um Fred, we wanted to uh thank you for coming on our pod. Uh it was really awesome chatting Habs with you. Oh, my pleasure. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. It was a lot of fun. Do you want to shout out your uh, social media credentials and um, plug your pod? Sure, sure. Yeah, so I do a pod weekly, the Slewfoot Hockey Show. You can follow us at Slewfoot Show is the Twitter handle. I'm at Slewfoot Fred, and then my co-host Dave, who's a big Red Wings fan, uh, who's probably disappointed uh, with their first overall pick last night. I <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was going to say something, but I forgot. What, what the hell was that? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, in, Iser- in Iserman, we trust, but of course. come on, man. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and he's at, by the way, he's at Slewfoot Dave as well. So, yeah, we're a couple of guys with a lot of dad jokes. Yeah. So. <laughs> Very funny stuff. Yeah, we have a lot. I'm a big, I'm a big yeah. fan of you guys. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, we're super uh, yeah, excited that we, you were able to come on. Yeah, thanks, guys. I, I really appreciate it, and I'm looking forward to this season. I think it's going to be a good one for the Habs. So. Yeah. I'm- yeah, yeah, I think it'll be a great season. Um, and, yeah, so give give the Slewfoot boys a, a follow. Again, that's at Slewfoot Show on Twitter and at Slewfoot Dave and Slewfoot Fred. Um, yes, so sir. give those guys a follow. Um Again, big ups, big ups to Dave for or for, for to Fred for coming in. Um, also, big ups to Dave for hopefully he's not hurting too bad with that um, Moritz cider. Yeah, that's his name, right? Yeah, <laughs> I think so. I mean, I've never, I never heard of him, but hey, he's a good German boy. So you know, pray for Dave. Um, yeah, 
And uh, yeah, so give us a follow on Twitter as well at HFHT Podcast. And uh, yeah, you can find us on all the podcast directories, Google, Apple, Stitcher, Spotify. And I assume that's the same for for you guys there, um, Fred? Yeah, I think we're involved in most of those. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, my technical skills are... I, I should maybe sit down with you and figure all that stuff out. Yeah, we, okay. We're on most. We're yeah. on most of those. <laughs> but you guys have you guys have your own website too, right? We do. Plug uh, in. Slewfoot Hockey Show. Yeah, slewfoothockeyshow.com is uh, is ours. We've done some interviews with some interesting people in the past. We've kind of slacked this season, but we got some guys in there. So perfect. Yeah. So give yeah. these guys a listen. Follow them on Twitter. Uh, they release weekly episodes like um, like we do, and like he said. And uh, yeah, we're also part of the Overtime Heroics forums. So if you are a sports fan, um, not just hockey, we we have uh, sports forums for the NBA, MLB, NFL, even wrestling. Uh, and uh, if you want to talk sports with us, we're we're pretty active on those things. Um, feel free to register for a free account at um, on OvertimeHeroics.com/forums. And uh, follow at OT Heroics One on Twitter, and uh, yeah, you'll find all the information. Jump on to the NHL forums, and uh, yeah, we'll chat hockey there for all you hungry star- hockey starved listeners. So thanks for tuning in. Um, like I said, I will be in Scotland, or like John said, I will be in Scotland for the next couple weeks here. Um, so John and Sterling are gonna be running the show. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck. Thanks, man. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be back tomorrow as well with the Drop Hockey Show to talk your new Stanley Cup champions, St. Louis Blues. So keep tuned in for that. And thanks, everybody. Thanks, guys. See ya. Hey.